This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Clap, clap your hands and stomp your feet. You're listening. You're listening to the Clap Your Hands Podcast. Hosted by Elliot Shreparks and Jack Fritz. A slow clap, I think. A slow clap. A slow clap. Yeah. And I had to be as quiet as possible. Yes. Uh, So uh, it's Walker's 10-month birthday today. Everyone wish him a A round, of, a round of applause. A round of the Sixers, uh, Sixers honored him well with that <laughs> hey, performance. Really, hey, hey, the young, the young kids at the end though almost made that a close game. So they did. Uh, they did. I had to do a silent clap. Um, you know, much like when NFL teams do the silent count, so that they don't. You know, <laughs> everything has to be in order. Audible. Cannot yeah. have him wake up again. So welcome on in another edition of Clap Your Hands. Uh, Jack Fritz, Elliot Short Parks, presented by Miller Lite. Uh, we'll obviously get into this later, but I think like we we'll probably plug events as we presented by Coors Light. Yeah, presented by Coors Light. Yeah, um, yeah. but but uh, yeah, the event next Thursday out at yes. Gurks in Horsham. So uh, we'll we'll be out there hanging out, talking sexers. We promise to only talk sexers because that's that's what we are known for. Two basketball town. guys hanging out at McGurk's talking sixers. Yeah, all Either of our way, appearances at McGurk's have been sixers related. So for sure, will, it'll be good. Uh, McGurk's is amazing. It's, it's yes. one of my. Uh, I think it's safe to say it's one of my favorite places on earth. So uh, come on out, and I promise we will not talk about what just happened in Indiana. It was a vintage letdown performance. Elliot, yeah. how you doing tonight, buddy? Well, first let me say to to piggyback off the McGurk's thing. Uh, everyone should really come out. Like obviously, you have high hopes. I have go birds. It would be awesome to like meet some clap your hands people to come out and talk Sixers with. So I do hope that we get yes. a good turnout. Um, maybe I'm talking about that still because that game, like, look, I know I'm known, I guess, for having like spicy takes, but my opinion of that game is pretty simple. I don't think it's an indictment on Maxi. I don't think it shows like the roster isn't good enough that they have to make a trade. Like we know those things about this roster. We know that they're probably still one piece away from being viewed as like one of the top three or four teams in the league. I think they're very close to it regardless, but I don't believe tonight showed they have to make a move. Tonight didn't make me think that the Pacers with Pascal Siakam are all of a sudden going to beat the Sixers in the playoffs because I don't believe that's going to happen. I actually think we'll get into this in a little bit. In honor of Doc Rivers, this was a schedule loss. Like this one to me felt like they came out and they were just riding the high of the 70 point game. I know it wasn't a big emotional win over the Spurs because who cares about the Spurs? They're not a rival or anything like that. But I do think they just came out sloppy. They, you know, they were doing a ton of celebrating, obviously, after that 70 point uh, performance by Embiid. Embiid still ended up with 31. 
didn't get the 10 rebounds. So, you know, they didn't hit the, the 30 and 10 mark. But I just think tonight was one of those nights. And I think you saw it in the fact that when the backups came in and the Pacers left their starters in for a while, it was really the Sixers backup versus the starters for, for quite a bit, probably seven, eight minutes. Um, they almost made, they made it close. Like, I think if the Sixers starters would have came out, hit shots early on, played better defense, but really just had more effort, this is a game they would have won. But I felt like they came out flat. They didn't play well. Maxi wasn't great. We'll get into that. But yeah, it was just a, a schedule loss in honor of uh, the return of Doc Rivers. Yeah, so I I mostly agree. I, I mostly agree with schedule loss. Like I, I'm not gonna you know get too you know uh, overworked by them getting mm-hmm. you know blown out by the, by the Pacers tonight. Although 12 points is not a blowout, you know. Let's yeah, but credit. we all know what the real they were let's down give, 20 plus the majority of that game. Let's give credit where credit is due. The, yeah. the, the boys fought back hard at the end. So. Um, yeah, I mean they the 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 70-point game was obviously an emotional high for them having to go mm-hmm. to Loserville, Indianapolis. Yeah. You know, it probably it's probably what 15 degrees. It's Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, I look I've been to Indianapolis. Cold. I'll be there in a month for the combine. Like not a place you get super excited to go to. So, I'm yeah. glad we found things to blame it on. The location, yep. the city, yep. the the schedule. I mean, we yep. we are we are riling knocking all the the excuses out for this loss. No one better. No one better. No, I will say no like why, better, exactly. why do they choose Indianapolis for the combine? Like can they just It's can absurd. They, can they pick a real city? The only thing about why they picked the combine is Thank you for changing like, he changed uh, James changed the uh the 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 title here. Yeah, I appreciate that. almost get blown out in Indy. See <laughs> this way if you're watching this live, you see those type of things. Um Wow, first comment in the chat. Ellie wanted to draft a guy who isn't in the league anymore over Embiid. Just just never never going to live that one down. There it is it, right there. It is it is ridiculous. And again, we don't want to pick on an old man. Um but Rendell was way worse, you know. I mean like yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Doug McDermott. But the really quick since we're on this tangent. Apparently the reason they pick Indianapolis for the combine is cuz the hospitals are really close to like the arena so they can do all the medicals and then also have them close to like the workouts. I really think the reason is it's because it's like kind of in the middle. There's only like so many places for everybody to congregate. So, look, I'll be there in a month. But that's a you know? horrible reason. Chicago's. Right I agree. There. I agree. I agree. I don't think they want to do a major city. I just think they're like it's a dumb thing that why they're doing this. But yeah, um, we're gonna do the important things. Okay, now now you gave your little tangent about the the Pacers real quick. I think the Pacers are good. I, like I, no, no, no. Yes, no, no, yes. No. I think they are. I think they would be a tough out in a in a seven game series. I really, yeah. Like how many do you think s- they're taking the Sixers? I think, dude. I think they'd take the Sixers in six games. Like wow. And I think I think if, I think if I had to put percentages on them beating the Pacers in a seven game series, I put it like sixty percent confidence. And no Halliburton tonight, too. And no Halliburton tonight. Like Siakam, so the only reason that Siakam was still on is they needed him for the triple double. So yes, you yes. Know, he, he got that. I like the important thing. I would have traded for Siakam. I, I think he's a good player. I would not, man. He seems like such a guy, just like a guy. Like I he, maybe he's a little. I think he's Toby. Like he's basically Toby, only maybe like fifteen percent better. And for what it's worth. Tonight didn't have Toby, didn't have Melton. Um, they're missing a bunch of guys. Didn't, didn't have, have Mobamba. Didn't have who? Didn't he, did you just have Mobamba? Mo I'm just thinking plays of the once a week. He plays once whatever. A week. They didn't have him. They were out like six guys. They only no had Marcus 15 Morris. players on the roster. Yeah, no, no Marcus, Marcus Morris. Morris. Yes, no Covington. So 
they were missing quite a bit of guys for what it's worth. I don't know if that all equals up to Halliburton, but they were missing a bunch of guys. Yeah, the Pacers were, were missing Tyrese Halliburton, who's an yeah. all-star starter, who I know James Jackson is just furious about. Like, he is – I've never seen this more upset about anything <laughs> in, in the history of this podcast than Tyrese Halliburton being an all-star starter over – actually, I think it's Lillard, because Lillard does not deserve to be an all-star starter over no. Jalen Brunson. That's Agreed. ridiculous. Um, but I, I, I think that Pacers – like, again, I, I've been over this. We've talked about this. I think there's six teams that could theoretically win the East. I think there's the Bucks and the Celtics are the best. Yeah. But and and am I talking? Are you talking to a guy that does have the Pacers plus five thousand to win the East? Yes. You <laughs> oh are. my God. Is that down to plus twenty five hundred? Yes, it is. So cash out, cash out. Well, I can only cash out for the money I get back, which is ridiculous. We're, I'm, <laughs> I'm on to them. Um, no, but like they have a t- like, dude. They could they could score with anyone. I mean, having yeah. to get having to get torched by Miles to Turner tonight was because uh, Miles Turner is about as soft as Charmin. I agree. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. It, there's there's few players I would like to get torched by less in a cat cat and miles Turner. cat is up there <laughs> and by the way so on this last pod since we're just going to be all over the place on the last pod we were like doing it during like cats what do you end up with like 60 something or, what a loser. yeah 62 the way that game was perceived compared to Embiid is unbelievable <laughs> like the coach, the coach after the game is basically like that was loser basketball or something like that Meanwhile, Embiid, and granted, they won versus losing. But Embiid, like, they're getting water poured on him and everyone's celebrating. Cat really is, like, one of the most cursed superstars ever. Anything he does just gets perceived as, like, complete loser stuff. And maybe he deserves it. But you have to feel for the guy that dropped 62 and his own coach is, like, clowning him at the podium after. Well, yeah. And, like, it's it's it just speaks so much to the culture of that team. Yep. And, like, we got to get Anthony Edwards out of there before, you know, the, the Minnesota. <laughs> he gets ruined like Cat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because, like, after the game, he's like, yeah, we kind of wanted Cat to score 100. And did you see the story? Did you see the story that they were, like, they went in at halftime and they were getting Yeah, they were checking Embiid. And then yeah. the, I guess they were, like, yelling it to him on the court. Like, <laughs> it's like, So here's my take on that. That while it is loser stuff, I think if the Sixers players are doing it for Embiid, we would probably be like, look at this team. Oh, look how the much vibes. they care. Yeah, oh, the vibes, exactly. The, the vibes. vibes. The vibes are out of control. Um, not tonight in Indy. but No, not tonight. Well, again, schedule loss, bad city, cold. I mean, what do you really want? Like, What well, do you want a basketball you team to do? Let me ask you this. Yes. Is Toby more important than we give him credit for? Well, so I actually had it. I actually had it written down as as something to talk about um, because Toby's obviously the third best player, right? Like, yes. you don't you don't have to argue that. It, right. It's always just how great is Toby? Like, Toby's a good player. The problem with Toby is that whenever you put any semblance of responsibility on him, he seems to crater. You know, yes. like it, it's he's that kind of he's like the kid in the group project. You know, <laughs> there is like. The, the teacher knows you have to like do little things and you try to put yeah. too much on his plate. Yeah. You make it, sure he's in the group. <laughs> yeah. He immediately yeah. screws it up. Like, yeah. That's Toby. Clearly a good player, like worth 37 million. Absolutely not. Um, the biggest thing for me is who's their fourth best player. So I used to think it was Ubre. I he's, don't think it's Ubre anymore. He he's cooled off considerably back. He's, yeah. This is, this is Kelly Ubre. Yeah, this is this is not ideal. Um, so I used to say it was Ubre. I don't know. It, I mean, maybe it's Melton. Obviously, Melton didn't play tonight. I mean, Melton would probably be their fourth best player. It's probably Batum. Oh yeah, Batum. Yeah, it's probably but but still, like again, Nicholas Batum being your fourth best player, like that's not a recipe well, the for pro- success. The, especially the especially big problem with that 
is if he's going to be your fourth best player, your second player has to be unbelievable. Yes. And while I don't believe tonight was an indication like Maxi can't do it in the playoffs, because look, Maxi scored 50 points the last time he played the Pacers. So I don't think this is like a bad matchup for him or anything like that. His shots just didn't go in. He started one from eight, one of eight from three. Uh, he was, it just felt like he wasn't really a making his shots, but I think Maxi, especially like, I don't want to compare him to Ben Simmons, but I do feel like when Maxi isn't getting going, it's almost like he's not even on the court. Like he just kind of like disappears from the game. And yeah. I think you saw that a little bit tonight with him. And the worry is that if, again, like Toby's going to be your third guy when, when pressure goes on, he can't do anything. And Batum, while a very nice role player, like he's not going to give you 25 points in a game. It's the same thing we come back to in every pod, but it was, it was once again present tonight that if Maxi's not being Maxi, and I think another thing that happened tonight too, while Embiid finished with 31 and, you know, he certainly was scoring early on in the game. It felt like one of the rare games where Embiid came out and wasn't like setting the tone immediately for the whole roster. And when Embiid doesn't set the tone for the team, they don't have anybody else to do it. Like, I think that's that's one of the underrated parts of having multiple real true all-stars on your roster. It isn't just the the level of skill. Obviously that helps. But the, the like um, emotional... Uh, like responsibility Embiid has every night to make sure he's the one that comes out and gets the team going. Like it isn't just about the play. It's about he's the one that has to step out there and make sure they're always ready to go. And he's done a great job of that this year, obviously. I mean, he's been the best player in the league and he's been especially good in the first three quarters and the first quarter. So he has been that guy. But that's why I thought tonight, like he just didn't, didn't feel like he had that in him early on. And when he doesn't have it, Maxi doesn't really have it either. Like as much as we like to talk about Maxi smiling and how happy he looks and all that, sometimes I feel like when Embiid needs Maxi, he's not always there to like pick it up. I think there's times where Embiid's playing well or Maxi can do it, but it doesn't feel like when Embiid needs Maxi, he's there. For, he's there to step up. Well, and I think that's kind of why I, I I was more of the opinion go after a guy like Siakam because I do think that he. You could throw him the ball, and he can yeah, do something when when Embiid isn't really going, or or Max is not going. Because I, I still, early in the year, it was like, wow, Max is really taking that step forward, and I I just I just soured on that. Like he's definitely mm -hmm. taken a step forward. He is all star caliber player, which is really valuable. But it's mm -hmm. just second best player on a title team. Can he carry them? Like early in the season. When Embiid was off the floor, it felt like the maxi minutes weren't a total disaster, and it, it just it, and it might be as simple as if he's hitting his shots, he's fine. If he's not, he's if he's hitting his threes, um, he's fine. And if he's not, he's just not because he just he can't. Well, you know what's worrisome about that? Not to interject, but that's what was said about Harden. Yeah, obviously, uh, Maxi has more explosion. Uh, yes, and, and and he doesn't like. I feel like Harden would just dribble, 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 dribble. Well, Harden would give up. Like, I think while Maxi disappears, you always feel like Maxi like, wants to do it. But Harden he kind of just floats. Like, like yeah. Maxi just yep. floats sometimes, and he's just kind of out yeah. there. Whereas Harden, I feel like I just noticed when Harden wasn't doing anything. It's well, Harden like, still demanded the ball. Yeah, it's it's sort of like Ubre. Like now, I'm starting to notice him getting destroyed yeah. on on back picks or like getting lost on defense and not really being totally locked in out there. Like I've noticed mm. that stuff now because he hasn't made a freaking three in yeah. two months, <laughs> it, two weeks. It doesn't seem like uh, yeah. And, like it feels like it, it just he he his he shot is off. just his shot is absolutely cratered. 
I feel like Maxi's three point shot is not like he's still shooting like nine a game, and mm-hmm. like he'll get three usually, but it's not right. the it's not the six of eleven or or like he was he was doing a little bit early in the year. Like a lot of the little things we were we were kind of loving him by the team early in the year, starting to take a step back. Besides Embiid, and and you know speaking of who's the fourth best player on the Sixers, it's probably Batum. The only problem with that is that. Theoretically, him, Covington, Morris—you know—they're all like the same-ish kind of player. Like, who's ever yeah. hitting their threes that night is is the guy. So the depth is good, but like, there's so clearly a trade of Morris or Covington that that like needs well, to happen uh, because like they just—it's like a logjam. Well, a couple things off that one. I think a lot about the point you made of how with the Denver Nuggets, they have obviously Jokic, they have Murray, and then they just have like great role players. And when this team is really clicking, that's what they look like, especially this year with how well Embiid moves the ball. But I think the problem is to to jump back to what I was saying about Maxi is like Batum can't be the, the tone setter. Like Melton can't be the tone setter. Toby, we know, has seen repeatedly cannot be the tone setter. So that's where Maxi, I think, needs to mature next. Because if you look at him as a player this year, like he's improved. But he's kind of still the same guy. Like, he's making a ton of threes. I think he's been better getting to the basket, at least early on in the season he was. He's been good taking care of the good, ball. He has some good uh, drives to the rim tonight. Yeah, yeah. And, look, I love watching him drive to the rim. Like, oh, it reminds me of Iverson. That's just – it'll always be near and dear to my heart, watching a guard drive it's to adorable. the rim. Yep. But, I, I mean, he clearly doesn't have, like, the attitude that Iverson had. Like, he doesn't have that, like, give me the ball, I'm going to take over this game attitude. He can do it in stretches, like, but it's not an every night thing. And uh, so, yeah, like, I, I also think something that's that's sorry. Go ahead. Well, I mean, is is, is Maxi improved because Harden's not there and it's by default because he's touching the, the ball more? I think that's part of it. So, for sure. so is he is, is he really that much of a difference, different player or is it just the same ish player? Probably better around the rim. I would say definitely mm-hmm. better at, at, at finishing. But is it essentially the same player? And it's just he's yeah. he, he has the ball more because James Harden isn't there. Well, and also, and I apologize, I don't remember where this is from, but I, I saw something uh, about how they want to acquire someone to handle the ball because they yep. want to move Maxi off I think ball. it was Pompey. Was it Pompey? Okay, yeah. So keep Pompey of the Inquirer, uh, you know, so they can move Maxi off ball. That doesn't a feel... Big jur- journalist there. Yeah, keep like Pompey that? of the Inquirer. Yeah, right. proper, does, proper he, does, he, does he objectively cover the Sixers? That is the job. Objectively <laughs> covers the Sixers. And yes, yeah. <laughs> Oh God. Um, but that's not a shot at Keith to be clear, but, um, no, but I do think the thing about Maxi is that if they feel they need a ball handler, I think that's more about somebody, not that's going to be as good as Maxi, but somebody that they feel can kind of be the adult on the offense when Embiid doesn't have it. I think that's what, th- what that is about. I think Maxi's still going to be the top scorer on the perimeter. Mm-hmm. I don't think the guy they acquire will be the top scorer or take more shots than Maxi. They just need somebody that when, a, I also thought early on Embiid wasn't getting the ball in great spots. Like, it felt like a lot he was getting it straight at the perimeter. I feel like last year Harden did a great job of getting him the ball in great spots. And Embiid's having a good year, so it's not like that's been a problem. But I think tonight especially, they would have benefited. Now, granted, Beverly started, but they would have benefited more from having, like, a, a, a legit, legit point guard starting next to Maxi. Yeah, the problem is, like, the, those guys just aren't out there. Like, I, I you know... Do I want them to go get like Chris Paul? Do I want them to go get like uh I'm a little more in on Chris Paul than I used to be. 
uh, do I want to go to like a Monte Morris? You know, mm-hmm. uh, Titus Jones or whoever everyone keeps well, talking about. I do about. like I, I I love Titus Jones. Just like mm-hmm. like he's one of those guys I watch, and it's like, well, you should shoot like eight times a game from three. He just never does. Yeah. He's always like one of three or two of three um, from three. So like I think he's good. He's more obviously more of a traditional. I think he had like a ridiculous uh, turnoverless streak. Um, <laughs> you know what I love that both me and you do. We couch so many things with like I think. <laughs> I yeah. feel like I'm never a hundred percent sure, and Thanks. I'm so afraid Sixers Twitter is gonna come after me and be like, "Well, actually, he had a turnover <laughs> and move on." Yeah, yes, exactly. Once again, yeah. Once again, we couch it by saying "think." Just so yeah, we, so we're not yeah. sure. We're just saying we think. Just yeah. saying we think. Pretty sure. Pretty sure. Yeah. Um. Pretty sure he had. It. But um. Interesting the, one in the comments. Kyle the, Lowry buyout. Yeah, I was gonna get to that a little bit later. Um, I'm sorry. No. Yeah, way, way to jump ahead, but sorry. No uh, I, didn't you we were, I didn't know we were producing the show through the comment section. That's interesting. <laughs> uh, but, like, DeJounte is the big one, you know? Like, yeah. if they want someone that uh, can score, pass. He's Because in, in San Antonio, he was way more of that. Like, he was way yep. more of have the assists. He still numbers. averages almost six assists, I think. Yeah, but obviously, Trey Young brings the ball up more. Um, yeah. So he's playing more off ball. You switch that around here. Let Maxi play off ball. You have Dejounte Murray, who can get a you know can score when he wants to, but is more of a I, floor general is not the right term. He's a, he's a pretty good mix of both. He's a guy. Those. Like I think I think Deion, I think he steps on any court and feels like he's one of the best players there. And I'm not saying Maxi doesn't feel that way, but I just I think Murray carries well, himself that way. Doesn't it seem like Maxi has to be pushed to be aggressive? Yes, for sure. And and. While that's that's good that you like to defer, I mean, a little bit of killer instinct would be would be well, good and as well. I I know you're down on Levine. We don't have to talk about him tonight, but I do think that's what Levine brings. Levine, Levine brings he will shoot you out of games, but he will all, you also like well, carry you through spurts because he feels that he can be the best player on the court. Like Maxi doesn't. I don't think Maxi has that to me. Maxi doesn't step on the court and feels like I'm the best player here. I'm better than you. Like I don't know if no. Maxi was drafted late. I, I don't know what it is, but. But like well, Murray, Levine, like those guys feel like they step on the court and they know that they are like the shit. T- two things. Um, two things. One, hilarious that the Pistons are, are trying to get into the Levine. I know. it's yeah. Him <laughs> on the Pistons is perfect, right? I mean, yep. it's perfect. Uh, it was pretty bold. They were asking for Cade Cunningham in return. Um, but, you know, re- respect the ask. <laughs> respect the hustle. That's what Murray would do. Respect, yeah, respect the ask, yeah. And, I mean, Max is sort of like Seltzer out there, you know? Just smiling <laughs> all the time. You know, yeah. No killer instinct. Frantic. It, it will, it will, the, the smiling thing will kill Maxi in the playoffs that they lose. Mm-hmm. And I, I can, I can already hear it. I can hear the call of, he's too happy out there, no killer instinct. Well, what's so funny is we just did two months of Jalen doesn't show enough emotion. I think it's pretty obvious that if you play poorly, people are going to think of things Fine to pick things. on you with. And if you play yeah. great, like your personality is a fantastic part of it. It's literally just like Embiid. Embiid looks the same almost every game. But in the playoffs, although I will say he does check out, it feels like mentally in the playoffs. But but I agree. I can already feel the calls from like, Chuck from Mount Airy or, or Black Gritty or someone calling in and, and saying Maxie looks like he's smiling too much out there. Yeah. I can, well, I can well, feel that coming. Well, Rios in North Philly calls him uh, Smiley, so that's not great. <laughs> that's for, uh... good. Actually, Rios is, is who I should have said, actually. Rios <laughs> is the one. I yeah. love when he says, what's he go, like uh, like pillow talk or, yeah. or tickle pillow or something? Uh, 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 man, he's got so many, dude. I know. I, I, I think he says, like, 
tickle pillow or something. It's, no, it's know. not tickle pillow, but it's something like that. Yeah. Where it's where no, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. He's got it's good. Well, he's got e harmony. He's got <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. He's got all of that. So, uh, uh, yeah, an all-time caller. But, the, I mean, the idea of getting of getting Maxi off the ball, like, the more and more the season goes along, it, it just makes more sense. You yep. know, it, it allows him to play to his strengths. He's not – we haven't seen a huge uptick. Like, early in the year, he would have a couple of tennis games. He had back-to-back tennis games, I remember, mm. from early in the year. Just hasn't gotten it going from that standpoint. And, again, it, 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 if we buy into the whole – positionless basketball or whatever does it really matter that he's just a, a six foot one two guard it, you know like how like if, if you have DeJounte Murray is like what six four six five he's the mm-hmm. point guard and, and Maxi plays off it is it really the end of the world I, I I don't know if it is yeah no I I don't disagree and Maxi is still one of the best three-point shooters in the league I, I still think he's someone and we've seen it this year again I think tonight was not a huge indictment of the roster. Tonight was just one of those nights. But the, the problems you're bringing up are fair. Um, I think Maxi is still someone that can carry you for stretches if everything else is going good. Maxi doesn't feel like someone to me that changes games and that turns things around. I think Murray is more likely to do that. What's interesting about the Murray thing is, seems like it's not going to be that expensive. Two firsts and, and like Toby. I, mean, well, I guess that's not super cheap. But Would, I, would you rather trade for... Would you rather trade for, by the way, every podcast now has just turned into. Well, so this is something else I was going to say, actually, before we get into this. Okay. I think the other thing that's the issue with this team right now is they know a trade is coming. Like, I know the vibes are great and they all get along. They know. They all know. They know a trade is coming. And I think both the team and the fan base is just sitting around waiting for this trade to happen. Every time they lose, it's, well, who, who can trade it? Who can fix it? When they win, it's, you know, well, imagine when they add it. I bet in that locker room. If you're Morris, if you're Covington, who seems to be dealing with a pretty serious knee injury, so maybe his trade value is not going to be there. But if you're Toby, if you're those guys, you must be thinking, get me to February 9th, because it does feel like the the cloud of a trade is hanging over this team. Yeah, and everyone that's like, wow, I don't know if I want to trade anyone. You exactly. Know, like, yeah, it's a huge it, roller coaster. It's 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 great. It's what makes it makes it, it makes a fun season. By the way, I can't believe we're already at the trade deadline. Like it's I know. Yeah, it's it's just flown by. But like, would you rather trade probably a little more for Dejounte Murray, or would you rather trade like a couple seconds and uh, Morris for Malcolm Brogdon? I would rather trade more for Murray. I think this I is their say. chance to get a guy. I think Murray has good upside. I don't think like the stink of the Hawks has rubbed off on him completely yet. I think you know, obviously, being in San Antonio with Pop, like I, Pop, you know, he who by you the way had the yeah. yeah. Um, I think Murray is the guy. I think I think Murray can be that that number three guy. Um, especially with you know he's shooting better this year. As you mentioned, he is the ball handler. Malcolm Brogdon is not a game changer. Malcolm Brogdon is just another one, another one of the guys they have. Someone that when Embiid is playing well can really help them, but is not someone that's going to set the temperature for the team that night. I think Murray is more that guy. And if you're going to make a trade at the deadline and go all in, like I would go for that guy and not wait for the offseason. And the good part about a Murray trade is that it wouldn't cost like it's not costing all your assets. Yeah, you're not so, emptying like, the, the the chest for him. You're getting a a pretty good player, probably has flaws that would come out when I watch him every night, and mm-hmm. the reason why he's getting traded instead of <laughs> extended. Um, yes, but I, I like there's obviously pretty decent upside, um, and someone that I can think can help him. Brogdon again, I I would take Brogdon because I think he's a a a winner basketball player. Um, but it, it's, it's 
kind of more the same. And I tell yeah, you what, a, guy. a backcourt of, of Maxi and Brogdon's pretty short. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. a, yes. That's a, that's a pretty short backcourt. The Lowry thing is, is, is I guess, semi-interesting. He's just, I just think he's cooked. Like, if they wanted, like, he's, I guess, an upgrade over to the the Pat Bev spot, but is he? Is he an upgrade over over Pat Bev? I mean, essentially, I'd be be signing him for the same thing. Yeah, I think Lowry, unfortunately, is cooked. From from a vibes perspective, if you want to go down that road, I can picture, you know, him coming in, everyone's going crazy, they're happy he's home. He has had, I mean, it's funny, him and DeMar DeRozan, someone else who's also available, we're viewed as such playoff losers. And then Lowry goes and wins a title. And now you think of him as like a veteran that can come in and help this team win. I think Lowry, I mean, if you're, you know, if you're signing him after the deadline, sure. I mean, if you want to, I don't even know who you would cut, but if you, if you want to just sign him for the end of the bench and he comes every once in a while, yes. But Lowry is not someone that is going to change how I feel about the future of this team or the season. Like he's not someone that in a playoff game, barring injury can be playing 30 minutes. You know who uh, like the Lowry signing would remind me of is the Shaq Leonard signing. Yes, like, that's, a, that's a perfect one. Yes. Like, oh, it's like we got Shaq Leonard. We kind of need him. And then you yeah. see Shaq Leonard play. And you're like, ah, I think I'd rather play it out there. Yeah, I think uh, I think the Eagles were sinking a little more at that point than the, the, the Sixers are right now. But yes, agreed. That would be a similar big name, big excitement. Probably not going to play a ton of minutes or make any kind of impact. Yeah, but he's from here. So like, it, so we get a chance to get uh, Kyle Lowry and, and Marcus Morris rings. Now, if Kyle Lowry plays here, does he get a key to the city? Is is is? It- <laughs> yes, I think so. Honestly, does he already have one? It wouldn't surprise uh, me if he already had one. I mean, I mean, he played at Nova, which isn't a let's city. Put it school. this way: he played at Nova. He won a title. Right. Like, like uh, he got a key to Lower Marion or wherever Vill- no- Villanova is. Where's Villanova? It's not Lower. The Poconos, yeah. I mean, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Where's middle? Nova? The middle PA key. The middle yeah. of Pennsylvania is is Villanova in Harrisburg? It um, might be. I think it's pretty close. Yeah, Villanova is in Villanova, right? Yes, it's that. That's key. Uh, the main line <laughs> is it? Oh yeah, I guess yeah. No, it it's, is. Yeah. Wait, that doesn't make sense to me. I know I'm I coming agree. across down no, here, no, but I agree. And, and, like and, Temple's and, not at Temple. Like, is the place named Villanova because of Villanova? That's, like, was that's it- a fair follow up. So then that makes me think about. There's like a Wawa PA where they say like, that's where Wawa. No, there's, there's a Wawa way. PA. There is a Wawa PA. Wow. Technically, yes, it's like between Media and I don't know, like Glen Mills. Um, <laughs> I had no idea. So dude. James is saying uh, Villanova's at the main line. And Kyle Lowry does not have a key to the city. Well, that seems fair. Listen, but why does Marcus Morris have one over Kyle Lowry? Well, he's from Philly, which helps well, number so one. So is Kyle Lowry. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I think Pat Gallon played high school basketball together. People don't talk about that. Um, uh, where did Marcus Morris look up? There's a Wawa PA before you keep chatting. I think there. I think there. The fact there's a Wawa PA. Yeah, James is saying you made up the Wawa thing. I feel like you saw a tweet and got thrown off. There's no. There's a Wawa PA. Look it Are you up. looking it up? No, no. James is gonna look it up. We're gonna continue to cook here. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. No, but like, I don't know. I mean, like, is there a Sheets PA out by Pittsburgh? Like, I, I don't think there's a Wawa PA. This is a fair follow up. No, it's a fair follow up. <laughs> Thank you. But, but Lowry again. Lowry played basketball, high school basketball with Pat Allen. Went to Villanova. Did not go to yeah. Kansas. You know, like it's a good point. It, it's a good point. It, there's no okay. Wawa PA. Just like yeah. So. We're Next with ge- geography whizzes here right now. There's Wawa University, you are correct, but that's more about like 
That's where they go learn so how to do Wawa. So the chat PA. is saying there is a Wawa PA. There's a Wawa PA. It's a small territory in Route 1. Two people yeah. have said this. Yes, I know. Yes, yeah, I live in Wawa, this guy is saying. <laughs> this guy, yeah, Steve, like said a lot of things. Some not appropriate for the uh, the chat, but he's a very active member of the chat right now. Well, so do you think he lives like in a Wawa or like in Wawa PA? That's a good question. What do you make of what do you make of both the Morris Twins and Wilt Chamberlain leaving Philadelphia to go play at Kansas? I mean, that's why I don't think Wilt. So I actually have a serious point off of this. So people are getting mad that Embiid's considered the Sixers all time, like, you know, points in a game guy because Wilt did it for whoever the other team was. Wilt stats don't count. Like they just don't. So I, I think Embiid very clearly should be viewed as the most points in uh in Sixers history. A lot of people have been on this tip over the last few days. He's very what? clearly the most points in Sixers history in one game. Well, yeah, well, who else would be it? Will. Why? Because Will Wilt scored a hundred, allegedly. No, he, he scored a hundred on the Warriors. Yes, but the Warriors were the Sixers. No, they weren't. I thought the Warriors they became the, the Sixers. No, the Warriors became the, the Golden State Warriors. Then, okay, I guess I'm wrong. Yeah, no, no. So no matter what, yeah, you're fine. Take a deep breath. And right. this, no matter what, he, he this is like your your palestra thing. Like, <laughs> it's my palestra thing, you're right. You're getting mad about something that didn't exist. That didn't exist. It was a, All right, I'm going to stop the Syrac- with the history of basketball here. But it was the Syracuse, there were the Syracuse Nationals into the, the Philadelphia Warriors. Okay, that's what I was thinking of. Right. All right. And then they became became the the Golden State Warriors. So history, just not my strength. It's not at all your strength. It's not, not at like, all my strength. Like the oh, the, Phil, the Jack is always right. Steve is the, right. Yeah. The Philadelphia A's, right? If they don't mm. combine the stats with the Phillies, you know what I mean? Well, I, I like that. I don't think they should. <laughs> That's good. That's good. So yeah, I'm in on I that. Don't, I don't need you to get mad about Will's stats. That we're <laughs> we're good. It's <laughs> he, your beat. Our guy. Our guy. You're the one that and, covers and, Will objectively. <laughs> Well, someone has to. I mean, yes. uh, poor Will. Poor Will, by the way. I mean, not only. Well, you know what's funny? Someone called coming. in. <laughs> someone someone called in the radio and was like super upset about you being met, being joking about Will. It was it was quite the call. Yeah. yeah. Well, he told me. I think he told me he wanted Sonny to bend me over his knee and spank me. <laughs> yes, was, that was it. Yes, yes, yes. I believe that's what it was going on. Be quite the quite the scene if you showed up in the living room. And uh, I know. I know. I'm Bell, sure it'd go. I'm sure it'd go well for me. I'm sure yeah, I'm, I'm well sure you me. versus Sonny on Wilt would be uh, would be great. It, yeah, his ability to bring up Wilt in every show is is one. Of good. The I mean, he's impressive. a legend. Sonny's a legend. That's a good bet. That's a good bet. All right. Um, one other thing I want. Uh, two other things I want to bring up from tonight. Because this is a very important game that we broke down. From the game. Wow. Okay. Let's hear it. How in are you on Point Ferk? Not that in. Not in at all. Not but that in. That was a really dope pass. Like it, it was. Just, it was very cool. Yes. Yes. Might have been it pass was. of the season. Unless Kirk, Kirk always does just enough. Where you're like, man, maybe there is some potential there, but there just isn't. Yeah. The, the problem with Kirk is that he just looks like the JV player that gets to play the varsity game every time <laughs> yeah. he's out there. Like, yeah. Every time he's out there, it's like you don't. Yes. You're not here. You shouldn't be here at all well he plays i will say he does play with uh, uh the level of confidence i wish maxi played with oh well yeah and house dude like they need yep. to cut daniel house just like get him off the team he, he he cannot help himself because he every time he touches the basketball it's like the old uh 
it's the old uh nick young meme where it's like hey it's like uh it's my time yeah, like yeah. Nick Young always or whatever. Yes. I forget how it was worded, but you get the point. It's like tough Daniel to House... describe a meme. It's a high pressure situation when you once you start. <laughs> yeah, no, <dude. laughs> it's nothing's worse when you're describing a meme and it's like, oh, I'm not doing a great job at this. Daniel House always thinks it's his time. Like, yes, it's it's, Dan, it's like Daniel House always thinks it's Daniel House time. Um, but yes, so uh, but point Ferk is something, and then like Patum should just shoot more. Like he, I he's agree. so he's so concerned about making the right pass, you know, and, yeah. and doing the well, correct we're, we're basketball thing. Yeah, like which I appreciate. I appreciate that, you know. But mm-hmm. if you're gonna be the fourth best player on this team, and <laughs> I, I feel like every time you shoot it, it's going in. I need you to shoot it more. I'm down. I feel he's also a guy when he shoots, it feels like it's going in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm I'm in on I'm in on the second take, not the first one. Good, good. I'm proud of you. Uh, uh, Joel Embiid, seven time All Star. Yes, I have a I have an opinion on this. Um, Good, I'm proud of you. You want me to go first, or you yes. have something? Okay, I have, don't really have an opinion on this. I was more uh, point furking it right to you. So, I think at this point, we all just need to accept Embiid is properly rated. He is one of the best players in the league. He plays like the best player in the league for long stretches. He's been the best player in the league at this point. Um, I did a poll today on Twitter. He was voted the best athlete in Philly right now, overwhelmingly. I think that because Embiid has been kind of underrated and somewhat disrespected for long stretches, that there's a tendency from the fans to like over overcompensate for like defending him. Like he was behind Giannis on some of the media polls. He was behind Giannis on the uh, on the fan vote. Sorry, like Giannis won a title. Giannis has great playoff moments. Embiid does not. Embiid misses games. Not saying Giannis doesn't. But Embiid has a reputation for missing games because he misses games. So I think Embiid clearly deserves to start in the All-Star game. Clearly one of the best players in the league. He is properly rated, though. I don't believe we have to like make every Embiid thing this unbelievable accomplishment. He's a great player. He deserves I mean, he's killing it this year. But it's okay to put Giannis ahead of him. Giannis won a title. Embiid's playoff failures have to count against him. Otherwise, when he has great playoff moments, then we can't act like they're big deals. Like, so I'm I'm okay with him being behind Giannis. I'm okay with him getting less fan votes than Giannis or the media putting them ahead. Embiid has to earn more. He's been a great player. He's not earned, like, what those players have earned. I'm already annoyed at what your answer is going to be to this. Okay. But Jokic, too, then. Like, you can't get all offended by the Jokic thing because Jokic has a title. Jokic has more MVPs. Like, you can't get all worked up about the Jokic stuff and not get worked up about the Giannis stuff. Yeah, but the difference is I don't like Jokic. Like, (laughs) I don't like the way he plays. Like, he's just not my type of player. What do you like about the way Giannis plays? No, no. I'm not saying I love Giannis. Giannis is not a very skilled player. But Giannis... But but this, but this to be fair, ridiculous. So like, you hate watching both players. But you hate watching both players. But Giannis gets the benefit of the doubt. But Jokic does not. No, I've accepted Jokic gets the benefit of the doubt. It's my opinion that he shouldn't. But I understand when people put him ahead of Embiid just because of what he's accomplished. Now the difference is he didn't score fifty points in a game seven to win the title or whatever. Like Jokic played a Mickey Mouse schedule to get there. Giannis's title means way more. So there's that. But the point I'm making is that. Embiid hasn't done what those guys have done in the playoffs. It's just a fact. It pains me. I don't. I don't want. I don't want to see Jokic ahead of Embiid on list. I think Embiid is way better at basketball than both of these guys. But Embiid has not accomplished in the playoffs what these two guys have. And so speaking of Giannis here, because we're talking about the All Star, 
that Giannis, Giannis has earned the right to be number one amongst fans and have the media put him first. Like he just has. And when Embiid does those things, I think he will, then the debate will be over. It'll be no debate between these three players. Well, I also don't know how beloved Joel is around the league. Like, frankly, like, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think, I think he, uh, like, I, I think Giannis is viewed as like, oh my God, Giannis, he's such a freak, yada, 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 Greek freak, that. Um, his corny answer after they lost in the first round last year. Oh yes. my God, what, he just gets it, just gets it. Well, you know, I was thinking about that quote when people were mad at the Hurts saying it wasn't his turn. It's very similar quotes. Yeah. Um, I know. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Um, but no, I, I think I think people I think people view him beating around the league as like flopper, showboaty. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, he has to have that like signature playoff moment for me to, to think that the he kind of shifts the narrative around the league. He yeah. he's talked about he likes being the like the, the villain in one way. I don't really yeah. think he likes being the villain. Um, I think he's know, embracing it. It's like when I retweet my Von Ley tweet. Right. You know, I'm getting ahead of it. Well, and and as someone who was born. You know, literally a day before Joel and Bede in the same year. Like, I think we get each other. You know, what I, mean? <laughs> so, I never, I never realized that. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. Like, yeah, I watch him beat. I watch how I used to be, and I've seen us both mature into the men that we both are and great fathers. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. Like it's you know it, it's it, I I same brain brain wavelength is me. Joel Joel Fritz Jackie and Bede. I think I think both of those work. Yeah, I mean, two dominant people in the city. Of Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah, two dominant alphas, exactly. Yes. By the way, did you hear in the top five of five today? Uh, Francisco, he did the uh, so the uh, top five people at WIP uh, under the age of forty that will make the WIP Hall of Fame one day. Oh, did he? No, I didn't hear he, this. He did. So if you don't five, do the top five, I I don't really. <laughs> so number five was was Buzz Dan Wilson, the WIP Hall of Fame. It's, it's okay. a big projection. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's a, I mean, look, a, call your shot. Buzz is great. <laughs> long-term stock. Long-term yeah. stock. Yeah. I guess uh, Seltzer didn't qualify for this. No, exactly. I mean, he's almost 50. Like, if, yeah. if we're doing the under 50 list. Spike maybe, wouldn't qualify. Spike wouldn't qualify. Ike wouldn't qualify. Well, Ike, Ike not even count for the under 50. I mean, then me and you have to be one and two. Well, listen, we'll get there. Uh, okay. number, number four, Tom Kelly. Into okay. the WIP Hall of Fame. Number three, Elliot Short Barks. Really? Okay. <laughs> Number three, right. Elliot Sure Parks. All right. <laughs> Number two, Joe Gilio. Okay. That's fair. I didn't realize Gilio was under 40. Yes. I think he's younger than you. No, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I just don't. We might be around the same age. He might be a year older than me or something like that. But <laughs> And, then and you were the... one. Yeah. 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 Who's in the WIP Hall of Fame? Uh, just Angelo. <laughs> Angelo. Okay. Started with Angelo. It was like it was like Angelo and Tom Berkshire. No Howard. I guess it's Howard not retired, so he's not in. I feel like maybe Howard's maybe this year. I don't know. Could yeah, I, I don't think some... we want to wait for Howard to retire. Could they put someone in before Howard? Could yeah, imagine? I think this is. This what is if we put yeah. what if we put Spike in? That would be a great bet. Before yeah. Howard. What if we just had a class next year of like twelve people? Yeah. <laughs> Spike, yeah. Ike. Howard, Glenn, just just yeah. all the no. Yeah. We're like, but we're like, here's my thing with the WIP Hall of Fame. Are, are we gonna sell tickets to this thing? You know, like, I think so. Do we have to sell out seats for? It's your like, like Tom from Abington showing up in a tux, Herb handing out little pamphlets at the door. What do you What do you think it's a What do you think it's a wedding? <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. I feel like it's gonna be some type of ceremony. How much How much do you think uh, How much do you think people would pay? 
to come to the WIP uh, induction in our in the little I, hub. I think we could get oh in, in the hub. Um, I think you get twenty five a ticket, dude. I'm telling you, when Spike gets down here, and Spike gets down here, like having it at uh, like a real place in Philly, you know, would be like, amazing. Like have the WIP Hall of Fame induction yeah. and make it like a serious bit. With Future you. Hall of Famer Dan Buzzkin or uh, yeah, Buzz Dan, Dan Buzz Wilson. Yeah. Um, but imagine that, right? And then imagine Howard taking it so seriously. And that would be amazing. well, Howard and, welled up when he was in the studio with Spike, right? No, I know, and I, and I once again, I think what I I guess I'm learning about myself. And I'm pretty emotionless um, <laughs> when it comes to that stuff because yeah. in back-to-back weeks. So like when Marks left, I got ripped for not being more emotional. You know? Yeah, you weren't very emotional on the air. No. Um, no. And then when Howard was Howard was you know choking up talking about Spike, I was like, all right, we got to get to a break. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all right, two one five five nine two. Yeah, ninety four ninety four. <laughs> and it's not because I, I don't care. Like I care. Right. I just I. I tend to, I get awkward and, and emotional. You need to spots. move on from it. Yeah, I don't. Did Spike I don't get like emotional? Get, no, come on, man. Spike's, Spike's been there, done that. It's yeah. different, hey, as a dad, as a dad. Yeah. It's different watching your son accomplish things. Well, one day when Walker's, uh, you know, doing the top five at five, and <laughs> you can well up. Yeah. Walker started to, uh, he thinks he's playing fetch. So he just is like, he gets the ball and just drops it and then laughs. And he thinks he's like good throwing one. it. It's a it's yeah. a big step. It's a big step. It's his first step, first step towards uh, baseball. Yeah, exactly right. Or basketball. I mean, listen, he's dad. Dad's also got baseball. a basketball podcast. I'm gonna guess baseball. Um, I can't believe we're 45 minutes in this podcast, and we probably have at least another hour to discuss the Doc Rivers to the Bucks. Yes. Um, I mean, first off, what a weasel. Um, you know, he's there for, he gets hired as a consultant a month before, yeah, and then in, within the next month, he's he's got a. $40 million contract signed through 2026. Like, are, are we serious? I mean, like, so, what was, this is not going to be a popular take. Oh, here we go. I just don't hate Doc. Like, he won a lot of games here. They lost in the second round, but I don't hate Joel. Like, Joel was there when they lost in the second round. I don't hate Tyrese Maxey. Maxey was there when they lost in the second round. I think Nick Nurse is a better head coach than Doc Rivers. I think Doc didn't come across to me. Like, he was super invested, right? Like, the golfing and all those things. But man, I just, I don't, I don't hate Doc. Like I enjoy the memes making fun of him. I think it'll be fun for Sixers fans like to root against him. But I don't, I wish him not success because I want the why, Sixers to beat. Why do you go so soft on me sometimes? Like every, just, every once pause. in a while, you just, you have to do the thing, right? Like, do you remember the old press conferences making fun of, essentially making fun of the city? For the for the Ben stuff, like, do you remember celebrating? What was he supposed to say? What's he supposed to say at he the podium? Have to like, go yeah, over Ben the sucks. Top. <laughs> no, but he doesn't have to do like if you know basketball. Like, he doesn't need to yeah. shoot ever. Like, what you yeah, I, I agree. With Only... He's defending his guy. Like, he had to say what he had to say. It's not. It's there's a you know there's a way to do it without also patronizing the fans. I agree. Probably being right, you yes. know, and, and, and like the whole well, definitely whole, being right. Only in Philadelphia would they would they not appreciate such a great player. Like just just come cherish on. him, cherish him, cherish things yeah. as well. Now I do think credit to Doc because it was it's maybe my one of my five favorite press conference moments since producing the show um, was the Paul Reed victory tour. Um, Very good, yeah. 
ended up being right. I mean, I think I think if Spike's going to be so hardcore pro Paul Reed, we have I can't like can't stand Paul Reed. Um, I agree. I think that's the official clap your hands. I position. do like the really big headband though. Those are the headbands <laughs> I used to wear, like the the super thick ones. And you know, Paul Reed is you know uh, Ike's out on a player when uh, he wears forty four, which is Ike's college number. And oh, he yeah. can't stand him. He can't stand yeah. Paul Reed. He, I he stick into he, the numbers. So I, 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 I uh, respect as a former what your, what, what, What's your number growing What was your number growing up? Two? Two. Two. <laughs> you, know, you know, this is not a, for everyone, it's not a visual medium. So well, I knew you would say it. I knew you would. You like, you so, like the, the impact there? The, you know, the yeah, nice I mean, little pause. A, yeah. You give a little lip smack for no reason. You know, what do you, you, let me guess, 34? Yeah, of course. Yeah. After your, your boy. Yeah. Doc. Doc. My boy. Yeah, the only um, doc. The number rank the docs in Philly. Did you enjoy your Doc Holiday uh, the, the conversation? On- yeah, masterclass. You you guys, you and Ike. I was just like, honestly, I, I was like, all right. You didn't fine, feel like whatever. fighting it. Yeah, you didn't. Yeah, exactly. I was like, fine, which I appreciate. I even brought it up on the morning show. I was like, and I guess you have to include Doc. It just to yeah, toss you guys good. a bone. Yeah, way to you, throw you it. You beat in me there. on that one. <laughs> way to throw it in there. Um, yeah. So. Uh, so, would you rather be up three one against Doc or down three one against Doc? Hmm, it's a good one. I mean, the tough thing with Joel and Doc is one of them will find a way to lose, and you just have to hope that it's not it's not Joel. They um, can't. No, I mean, for for the last, I think I'd rather be up three one. I'd rather be up me 3-1. too. Just for the, just close it out. Don't don't, don't yeah, stress yeah. us out. Um, but for the last, you know the. The, the things that have happened in Philly sports in the last two years, right? The, the Super Bowl, um, World Series, NLCS, Eagles collapse, Sixers mm-hmm. Celtics. Like, it's been a pretty tough go of it. it losing a Losing a playoff series to Doc, I think, would, would – I don't know if it well, takes the cake, but it's up there. That's what I think people are underestimating. Everyone's like, oh, nice, Doc's here. Can't wait to watch him lose. It would be very Sixers to lose to Doc. Like, that is the next painful blow that's coming. Like, it, it was either losing to Ben or Doc. Right, yeah. and, and the thing Ben's is, not going to happen. So, I think at this point, I'd rather lose to Ben. I think I'd rather lose to Ben in the playoff series. I'd rather lose to Doc. Losing to Ben would be something this city could not handle. Imagine a world where Ben comes back and he's averaging like, and again, this is not going to happen, but he's averaging twenty, like mm. eleven, and you know, seven, he, and he's just like running up and down the floor. Like, I, I couldn't handle it. He physically, he. He dunks the ball in Game Seven to eliminate yeah, the Sixers. No, you're acting, you're acting like that's. I mean, you're talking about like summer league Ben numbers there. Like, right? He, he's gonna come back and average eight, seven, and five. Well, but I'm saying, would it matter if if Ben's not the reason they lose? It wouldn't hurt as bad. Like losing to Ben and he's the reason they lose, or one of the best players on their team. Like that would be harder than losing. Well, to yeah, Doc, but that's also never gonna happen again. You know? Yeah, if no, Ben's I just there. I feel bad like, for Ben. Uh, I'm, I'm, I feel bad for Ben too. You know, yeah, that's big of you. That's where we can agree. We can agree. Like, thank you. Lay, I'm I'm all over the Ben jokes. That was very three years yeah. ago. I think we all didn't handle the Ben situation well. <laughs> Were you just gonna be like? I think we all looked ourselves in the mirror and understood yeah, we yeah, didn't yeah. handle the Ben. <laughs> yeah, I think we all could learn something from the handling of Ben Simmons <laughs> and Carson. Um, and Carson, but yeah. but yeah, uh, Doc being back is just. It adds such a fun wrinkle. Could be round one against Jimmy yes. Butler, round two against Doc, round three against the Celtics, and round four against Jokic. I mean, the ultimate is... or Harden? Would you rather play Jokic or Harden? Uh Jokic. Me too. Jokic. Because yeah. Harden's better. 
not because Harden's better, but because I don't know, like Kawhi and PG. Uh, yeah, no, I'd rather, I'd much rather play Jokic because I think Embiid PG. would dominate Jokic, and they don't have the players. Like the concern would be the the Clippers are all perimeter guys, like Maxi versus them. I just, I would rather, I'd rather play, uh, rather play Jokic. <laughs> Maxi would score. 10 points a game. I, I know. <laughs> well, that's what's coming. Is in the playoffs, they're not going to make a big deal at the deadline, and it'll be because they believe in Maxi. and then in the playoffs, Maxi will come up small. Like, that's how this year will go. It won't be Embiid. It'll be the Maxi year, where everyone's mad at Maxi. Uh, I still think we're a year away from mad at Maxi. I think right, we have one more we'll Joel. I think we have one, one more Joel outrage year. And What do you think about Joel getting 70% of the vote for best player in the city? Uh, I think it's very, well, 70% present for 70 points um oh yeah well it's actually 74 but yeah well i mean i think it's recency i think well at least the city's right you know so um and it shows how down people are about Jalen. i think that's the main takeaway in my opinion yeah yeah i mean bryce should probably get like 25 percent on the yeah bryce got like 20 percent that's fine um and beats again and beats it's the best player in the city yeah. He's an all-time all-timer. Like, I mean, we're talking about most talented athletes to ever play in the city. I think Joel Embiid is is on that list. I mean, him in twenty ten Doc. Him in twenty twenty ten yeah. Holiday. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. in twenty seventeen Carson. <laughs> never uh, forget. Never forget. Never, never forget. forget. Um, but yeah, it's uh, was a scheduled loss tonight in Indiana. Yeah. Nuggets um, on Saturday. I think Joel will play. Jokic got poked in the eye tonight. I think he's going to play. So Did you poke him? No, I did not poke him. No. You didn't run on the court and poke him? <laughs> no, no, it was not me. When That's Embiid good. went down tonight or like originally hurt his knee, I was thinking he's not going to play in Denver, but I, I think he's going to. Like it's an Watch. ABC game, if I'm not mistaken. He already, he could only miss so many more games. Like I think he plays. Um, well, he has to because I'm sick and tired yeah. of him ducking him in, in Denver. Yeah, like, exactly. Just, just, yeah. just go play. Um, yes. I, I'm at the point now whenever Embiid falls, I'm like, he's going to be all right, which is probably a bad thing to say into a microphone because, yeah, it's easily just, get... knock on wood right here. <laughs> this could easily get cut, but yeah, he's going to be fine. He's going to be fine. Uh, either way, um, again, we mentioned at the beginning, mentioned now. Next Thursday, uh, Elliot and I will be at McGurk's in Horsham. Uh, it's an unbelievable spot. Can't wait to have the food. Um, yeah, hang out with everyone. Big Girls already thinking about it. Yep, uh, all presented by Cord Light. So come on out and uh, we'll have a great time. For Jack Fritz and Elliot Short Parks, this has been another edition of Clack.